takes a heck of a lot of bravery. So I applaud these women. And I just, and I hope that from that pain, from this darkness, from the ugliness that that person has caused these women, we can be thankful for the conversations that we're now having, that we are recognizing things need to change. Coaches can't get away with things like that or people in power in the sports business, Olympics business, can't get away with stuff like that. And I really hope too, in addition, that more survivors will be brave to speak up. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And I'm Melanie. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. I feel like I said my name weird. Um, like, I don't, I don't know. It sounded like my, my, I get stuck like Victoria. I'm Victoria. I think I would have remembered if you did it that way. Like I feel like my like tongue got stuck after the scene. While you were talking, I'm Victoria. I'm there. There's an episode. I sound. I say like I'm Mallory. I don't. I sound like nasally. I don't know what I was doing that day. Uh, but welcome to the weekly tea cap, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. My father would say, "Cheers, big ears." Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Yes. Then <laughs> my mug down. Oops. But anywho, um, so yeah, welcome. It's been another eventful week. Yes, a it's lot been, has happened. It's one of those weeks where I kind of wish we did two weekly tea caps or at least like a midweek <laughs> tea party that's what I would call it like let's do our midweek well, we tea had to cut stories we were going through like look this is getting too long yeah we gotta cut stories it's been quite a week yep so anywho so Mal what's your hottest tea of the week yes my hottest tea of the week so um I guess my hottest tea, I've been really focused this week. And I've been very, very proud of myself. Um, I have read my Bible every single day this week. I have gone to the gym every single day this week. Um, and I have walked every single day this week. Yesterday nice. it rained. So instead of, actually, I didn't go to the gym yesterday because instead of walking, because it rained, I did a workout from the gym app that I have. What gym and then app? Crunch. I said okay. okay I said the thing too this gym like I was very intimidated because honestly I'm not like I I'm not an athletic person in case you didn't tell if you're listening I'm not an athletic person and 
there's a lot of really attractive athletic men. My brother goes to this gym and I went with him at first as a guest. Um, but then they had like, it was really cool. Like I liked the gym and the amenities and it was pretty cheap. So then I signed up, but like, and even like the girls that are there, they're so beautiful. Like I I've never been to a gym where I've been like, wow, these girls and their butts are so nice. Like, not that like, no, like I totally get they like, say, they know but, how to do a back squat. Yes. Like all of the girls look so beautiful and I'm coming in there and you know, like my t-shirt and like my leggings that I'm constantly pulling up because I'm, you know, you know how it is when you're a bigger person. I'm constantly pulling up my leggings. Well, I, think, like sorry, I think any normal human would know what it's actually like unless you're like stick skinny, model skinny. Like yeah. any normal human knows what it's like to have to pull up their leggings. Well, that's what I'm doing the whole time. And I, you know, I guess I'm not watching them enough to see if they are, but like I'm doing that and I'm wearing t-shirt and they're like in the bras or like the really nice, like, athletic shirts and I'm just like hi I'm just trying to do this and like I get nervous going to like the weights area but anyway well that's like the best way to like lose weight is like the build the muscle yeah like Like, it's better than cardio I know yeah like your cardio is good to get your heart rate up but like to burn like to get rid of like fat yeah and build muscle you do have to do weights and I just get so anxious doing that just because like Everyone there is looks this so. This is why I bought a Peloton to work out at home, so I don't have to watch people watch me work out. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Stephen Furtick was at the gym, like the pastor Stephen Furtick, because hmm. it's literally across the street from the church, like walking distance from the main campus. I'm yeah. pretty sure I saw him, but then I don't know because he normally has bodyguards, and I didn't see any bodyguards. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. So, real quick. Um, the app you're using it does it go with your gym yeah but I think you can I think you can still purchase um the workouts okay yeah gotcha yeah I like um I have like the sweat app that I would do when I would like work out like in a gym but then with the peloton I just do all my workouts on the peloton app yeah I hear a lot of good things about the peloton I love it so Melanie what is your hottest tea of the week my hottest tea of the week is being a big girl and doing big girl moves like looking for my first vehicle. That's right, ladies. You heard it first. Here, those are the girls. I will be the owner of my first vehicle, hopefully starting tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> so the day you're listening to it. Yeah, so this is big, you know. I've saved up so much money not knowing where that money was going to go like not knowing why I was saving a bunch of money just knowing like I need to save that's the thing people do and now I need a vehicle for an upcoming job and so this is it's the time it's the time to rip the band-aid off make a big girl purchase so that's so exciting and this is why you save I'm reading this book everyone that every I'm I want to have him on the podcast somehow um and like this is why you save you save for the things that you want meat book yes I want him on the podcast I read the first chapter is about victimhood and I'm like he needs to be on the pod (laughs) (laughs) yeah I have it I haven't read it yet um I know so my hottest tea of the week is I have started watching Parks and Rec. Yeah, never related more in my life. Like being involved in like local politics, and like because she was like, "Oh my god, guys, 
it's the city council of like what, what is it Pauline or whatever uh, uh, Pawnee, Pawnee Pawnee she's like oh my god is this former city councilor of Pawnee and I'm like oh my god that's how people in the local party act like everyone like freaks out when it's like oh my god it's like like um Summerfield city council person and like create like all this stuff because it's like I mean they are a Republican elected official and like they do have a title but it's just like so crazy I'm like I've never related so hard in my life you're gonna love Leslie I think I'm already in season two. Oh, you're already on season two. Oh, good. But the I'm first like halfway season- through season two, and oh my god, when she married those two penguins, not <laughs> realizing they're both male, and then it becomes like a whole political thing. I lost it. I'm like, this is the funniest thing. She's like, she's like, I wasn't trying to make a statement. I can't make statements. I'm in government, and yeah. she's like, I just want to do a nice thing for the zoo, like. I honestly thought they were one was male, one was female. Is it? Oh my god, it was just so funny. And then like, and cut. And then she has like a gay icon in the town, and it's like the Faith and Coalition woman was like, "You need to resign. You need to annul the Penguins' marriage and resign." And honestly, that's like low key how it would happen. Like I know it's like ah oh, satire, but like that's probably what would happen. <laughs> that's the funniest part. And she was like, I just didn't mean to. And I'm not trying to make a statement. Oh, such a good show. And honestly, they make her a much more likable character after the first season. So if you liked her in the first season, I agree. I've noticed that because I was like she feels like the michael scott of politics the first yeah, season yeah. and then she becomes like a lot like less cringy yeah and it's just like oh bless your heart yeah my favorite really quick and then we can get into the stories but my favorite line and it's not even a political line it's just like it, i think it's in the first episode this is when i was like i'm gonna like the show because you know like kind of like darkish humor was when they went and they knocked on someone's door <laughs> and they were like um hey we're thinking about putting up a park and the guy was like um oh nice can you make sure it's like six feet away or something or what is it six oh my god he's like yeah. it needs to be like 500 feet away from my house yeah and then tom goes uh-oh and i think that <laughs> is when i lost it i that's my humor uh-oh and then he like moved april that was so like april get behind me, me yeah that was so not like the whole thing but like just the uh-oh <laughs> I think that's hilarious but yeah that's such a good show I'm so happy you're finally well uh, I was kind of shocked but I haven't seen the other one that everybody likes that's super the office either. so I like, love the office so I tried watching Parks and Rec in like undergrad yeah, um that's when I started it. before I tried watching the office and like oh. the Greg Daniels shows are usually like Okay, like it has you, you have to commit yourself to like watching it where they get good, and it's like you have it's just like it just has to be the right time and the right mindset for you, and I just wasn't the right time, the right mindset because like you have to watch it without, I don't know, it's it's just like you have to watch and be able to watch it to get through the first season. If you're gonna take you a week or two to get through the first season, it's not the right time to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, um, 
they're back to back. Like I'm not doing anything all Saturday or I'm on my laptop all day Saturday. I need something in the background type shows. Yes. Yes. And so I love, like, it took me like five times to get into the office and then I finally get it. And I'm like, really amazing. Yeah, because okay. it was like I would just like I would try watching it on a flight, um, and like download it to my phone. Oh yeah, it's like all That's this stuff where I'm just like it. not in the right mind space. That's not but, the way to watch it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was the same way with The Office. It was like everybody kept saying, "You just have to get through the first season. You just have to get through the first season." <laughs> and like, and I kept trying. I just felt like if it's this bad, like why is it worth it? But it was worth it. It was. I would say like because like Parks and Rec is like not even like ten episodes. It's like nine. I would say okay. I take back my statement. If you can get through the first season in like one or two sittings, then you're good. Yeah, I will say just really quick, and then we have to get started. Um, a show you don't have to get through is Community from the mm-hmm. jump. I it's have so tried good. watching Community from the mm-hmm. jump. Nope, nope. I've tried watching Community. I got Melanie and Jerry onto it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys rate it out of 10? 10, 11, a yeah. thousand. It's so, so good. good. Okay, it's I watched so like good. the first five episodes and couldn't get into it. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe <laughs> try it again. Maybe really go good. talk to your priest and then come back. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. It's but so I will good. say of like the Greg Daniels, Mike Shore, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm. I got in like that. Like I was one time when I was in, and oh yeah. my god! Like they've gotten a little political this season. And honestly, I've only watched like three episodes of the season because I'm like, I'm just gonna wait and just bench it all because it was just like cringy. I'm like, I mean, I get it, but I'm like. I don't know. I haven't seen the new season. I'm now I'm rewatching it with my parents. Um, I'm surprised they kind of like it. Like I can tell there's like tiny things. And you know, when certain people do certain things, there's always a I can't believe they added that. But once we, you know, get past that, they mm-hmm. kind of like it. My mom thinks that uh Peralta is so funny, which I'm like, oh God, that's he's weird. So he's so I cringe, but okay. And my mom's like, oh, and Amy's so pretty. She's such a nice girl. Amy's such a nice girl. I'm like, she's not real, but okay. Um, but <laughs> nine, I, nine. <laughs> I'm nervous to watch the last season with them because I if it's super political, I know they're gonna like they had a think. whole they had a whole like I guess this is a spoiler. It was like upfront. Like Rosa quit the force because of like the police being like racist against Rosa. Like in general, she quit the force because the police were uh, racist. Oh, that's. I really. This isn't even like a topic, but I really kind of just shows are escapism for me at least. Maybe some people like to learn or whatever. I watch shows for escapism. Community is amazing because it is escapism. It is something mm-hmm. that's silly that like you can just mindlessly watch. You feel like you're part of their community. It's my <laughs> comfort show. Like yeah. we don't want to watch I don't that's one thing I did not like a lot about the season of Law and Order. I did not want to watch Mask on the screen cuz yeah. there's Mask in real life. I will say like certain shows that I feel like okay like I get why. Like this is us Grey's Anatomy or both but very much like like up to date current events type stuff. Like yeah, it's I very much that. like not set like you know it's set like today like you would be going to Grey's Anatomy Hospital if it was real you know okay. where like well I won't watch Grey's then 
Yeah, but we're like start, the other like other shows. You're like okay, like this could be like a different timeline. Like yeah, like, that's what I want. Like the Flash, the, they weren't wearing masks. No, they it was weren't. like this is a different timeline because it's Thank like God. this isn't real. Yeah. So I say like certain shows that are like realistic. Like I get why. Like, Riverdale, but, they're not wearing masks either. Yeah, because it's not real. Like, <laughs> not that anybody's still watching. The, but, but like me. this is us in like. Are they like making current episodes? Girl, like, not only are they making current episodes, they brought back the Josie and the Pussycats. They brought them back. I never watched of- Riverdale. Um, I anyway, watched let's- the first like season or two when it was just like murder mystery, but then it got like weird with like Supernatural and I'm like, oh, yeah. what is this? Now there's like a Mothman thing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get, we gotta, we're doing what we said we weren't going to do. Yeah. Let's get started. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so here are our top stories for your weekly tea cap. Cheers. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So, two, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I was going to do a, a cling glass sound, but never mind. It's taking okay, too it's long. Okay, it's too late. All right. Our first story is SpaceX launches all civil- civilian crew on Inspiration 4 mission. And all civilian crew streak street into space atop the spacex falcon 9 rocket wednesday on the first privately funded non-governmental trip to orbit a historic three-day flight devoted to raising 200 million for saint jude research hospital okay i'll go first real quick i think that's cool um i still get doctor who vibes from it (laughs) um so i'm praying for their safe return but i think that's cool that civilians are able to do that and i think that's cool that they're raising money i like yeah. that saint jude does a lot um for people so i that's amazing that they're doing yeah. that well i know they've given him crap of like you can't spend all this money that you've devoted in this space to like fighting hunger and like i guess paying his employees more like i've seen the left talk about that but like my opinion with it is like it doesn't seem like nasa's doing any additional research like like the well, whole NASA like stopped yeah NASA NASA doesn't exist. Stopped. so someone ha- like someone has to do it yeah I but then say- these are also the people that are encouraging like we need to find a way to live on mars because we're destroying our earth yeah they're also the ones <laughs> saying like why are they sending humans into space civilians into space and it's like well you want to be sent to space if the earth blows up don't you like right well, the other thing too is this is, I think, the start of what's going to start happening is tours in space. I think that's the next thing. It'll be for the extra wealthy. So super rich people who can pay, you know, a hundred thousand, um, maybe even a million dollars to go take a tour in space for a couple of days. And then they're going to do a contest for a, a lucky just regular civilian paid for by some rich person. And then they're going to start doing it for just regular people. I am going to wait for them to do a couple rounds with regular people <laughs> um, because I want to see how it affects everyone. That goes do you first. actually want to go to space? I do not have a strong, like, I must go to space, but like, I don't know if we've been going for a couple of years we see that people aren't coming back with extra tails like as if this is the norm like air like airline flying right like if or if it's like um going to the beach or something like that then yeah I'd do it just to do it like to just say I did it like I I don't have like a strong connection to like if I die and I don't do it then I'm not gonna cry (laughs) like if I (laughs) if I die and I never get to swim in that pool and um 
in that the lake place in Iceland, then I might cry. But like this, okay, and- would you go skydiving? Absolutely. Okay. That is so you one, are that kind of person. <laughs> absolutely. Once I get to my weight loss, everybody listen. Once I get to my weight loss goal, that is what I want to do. I You're want jumping to out of a plane. I'm going to jump out of a plane. All right. Yeah. What do y'all think? <laughs> For me, if I I would only want to go to space just so I can get a magnet to add to my collection that shows <laughs> I went to space. I guess they'll have them by then. Yeah. I mean, if it's like a xenon type kind of vibe, I think I would be down. I was about to say that. But like, this has to be like normal. Like, hey, right. where are the Jones going for Christmas this year? Oh, they're going space. Right. Oh, I got to keep up with the Joneses. Right. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, once we've been a couple times, because that's what's happening next. They're not, they sent this all civilian crew as a t- test. How do regular, normal, average, everyday people who are not um, scientists do up there. So I think once it starts being us and they do it a couple times, fun, but good for these people. And I hope they raise money. Yep. All right. I'm thinking of iCarly. Oh, Uh I remember that episode of iCarly when they were like, going to be the first web show to record in space. And then they (laughs) did a trial, like still on the ground. Oh yeah. And they got space magnets. Yeah. They all went crazy. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. everybody's gonna go crazy <laughs> i hope not well our next story it's um it's kind of a sad one um gabby petito 22 is currently missing um she has documented her countrywide travels on instagram tiktok for the last two years um and she mysteriously disappeared so what happened um, on a recent cross-country journey with her significant other, which I think we he was her fiancé, with her yes. fiancé, uh, Brian Laundrie, Petito disappeared. Recent reports revealed that about a month before her parents filed a missing persons report, Petito and Laundrie, who live in Florida, were pulled over by the Moab, I say it? Moab. Police de- Moab Police Department in Utah near the entrance to Arches National Park. Police video shows a couple getting into a minor scuffle that began when laundry climbed into the van with dirty feet. The body camera video shows Petito visibly upset when an officer approached them. Um, and she hasn't been seen since, I think it's like August like 25th? 28th. 28th, sorry. Um, Gabby Petito is 5 feet 5 inches tall and about 110 pounds with blonde hair and blue eyes, police said. She has several tattoos, including one on a forearm that reads, let it be. So before we discuss it, I want to say this really quick. Um, we just gave her a description and then when we wrap it up, I want to give the description one last time. I think that it is great that this has national attention, but I do think we should also remember that though, you know, trying to figure out who did it is fun for a movie. This is someone's real life. I think it's great that we discuss it, but I think we also just need to make sure that we're like taking it seriously, I guess. Well, I think like the difference between like the like true crime stuff is like that was like years ago. This is like an active search right now. Well, I think like, and two, I think it's also, for example, um, what I think is not appropriate is people adding on 
oh those other two murders i wonder if it's he killed those people too like i don't think that's appropriate i think discussing it i think and true crime they discuss open cases all the time they're discussing that happened the day of like or not the day of but like you know they discuss these types of things too on true crime i just think that like um you we just have to be careful to not just like start make adding things assumptions assumptions because these are real people and I do think it's good though to discuss it and get the word out and I think it's the other thing and I said this in the politics because they asked us about it on the page I what I think is great is that like it's 2021 you cannot get away with crimes like this especially if it becomes notoriety there's no like if he really did murder her which it's quite possible if he did he will never get away with that the way people are like researching him i mean his instagram is still open which i do kind of find weird it's not private and he has not turned the comments off well i think they took his phone away yeah i hope that's what it is they should because i mean i can't imagine what's happening with his phone her comments are off but i think that's because our family had well I wonder why her comment. Well, I guess our family could have her login information. Yeah, they, I mean, they could like. I would imagine they're down in Florida, like. Yeah. Because I think they I read like they're from like Long Island. So like, what's weird about this? So like, Gabby and her fiance. It's not like they met online and then got engaged like a month later. Like they have been like together, friends like since high school. Like and their family knew with each them. other. She was living with them um, before they went on their trip. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that that's something too that I think is interesting to keep in mind because it's like it wasn't like a stranger she met online. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's also- saying that as a reason for why he's he should not be a suspect or no. Oh, no, just like something that's like interesting to like keep in like in mind. Like I do think he's a suspect because he's not. Like, he has an attorney. He's not talking until, I guess, he has to. So, Melanie, and- well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Melanie doesn't know the full story. So, what we didn't read was, so what happened was she, last time anyone heard from her was August 28th. August September 1st, the boyfriend shows up at his parents' house in her van without her. September 13th, the parents are like, No, hey. they filed it September 11th. I'm sorry, you're right. September 11th, the parents are like, hey, like, where the heck is our child? And he's not responding. He's not saying anything. He has been lawyered up. There, He has had no communication. Nobody yeah. knows where she is. Yeah. So that's where the sketchiness comes in. And I mean, there's so many theories. I mean, I initially I thought, oh, this guy absolutely murdered her. But then like seeing a couple things and like learning a little bit more, I feel like, I so really quick we can all say our theories I think that what it could possibly be is that her um like they got in a fight and he like drove off without her and then went back to find her and she wasn't there and then he freaked out because he's like oh my gosh I lost her and he went home because he didn't know what to do well that's my theory theory too like I think he just like freaked out yeah and just kind of like not I guess not trauma I don't know like what I think he just kind of like freaked out. It's like, oh my God, my life is ruined. Because like, if that is the case, like he could be convicted for manslaughter if they find her essentially dead. Yeah. What are you thinking, Mel? Well, my question is if he returned back to a spot, let's say we're following that theory, or it's, I don't know, a theory of she wandered off because they were angry at each other and he didn't leave that spot. I guess my 
question would be just the nat the natural instinctual response of why wouldn't you have called authorities right yeah or and stay I feel like there that, to help them look yeah that would have been like if that was me I would hope that I'd be like dang Jerry hasn't returned or that was stupid of me I was like angry but you know I'm back sorry ha where is he huh yeah yeah. Call the but police. the fact that like they've been together for years and like no one's kind of like come forward saying hey like there's always been something off about him it was very mm. much like and that's what I'm saying like it's not like she randomly met him online like yeah. their circumstances of being together is not sketchy and it's not that's why odd. I think it's not intentional anymore yeah yeah. or even like she fell off scared. of something well i'm thinking maybe she could so why didn't you help search now i'm thinking maybe she fell off of something and she died and it maybe makes it look like he did it but he really didn't i don't know yeah i'm thinking something like that i don't know i just feel like your best option i feel like is, is to, to call stay, the police definitely. right away yeah. is to say like I don't know where my girlfriend is like is to just be up front rather than waits a while drives home to mom and dad hey mom and dad uh like yeah. I don't know where well that's why I'm wondering if it was just like something like click like you know how like like stuff can like click in your head like yeah. when you've like dealt with something traumatic that's what I'm wondering oh like if he like something mm. snapped something snapped yeah like like head. she yeah. like dies and he's like holy crap like I gotta go like freak yeah. out and like leave yeah like he didn't respond appropriately yeah that's what I'm sometimes thinking. when people have were you gonna say something melanie yeah well it just occurred to me like you know our culture has been fed the message of cops are bad cops are mean the cops are out to get you they're, they're not there to help you so i'm just thinking like that could be a reason why someone would think i'm not gonna call the cops heck no they're not gonna help me they're only gonna hurt me that's just a theory of like why someone wouldn't instinctually call for help because they they've been told all cops are bad cops. Yeah. So really quick on that, I agree that could be a little bit of something, but I will say everyone listening, if something like that does happen, do not talk to the police. When I was in um doing my no, when I was doing no no no, not like if someone goes missing, call the police. But like if you are in a situation where like they are arresting you or like you're in a situation where they are interrogating you when I was in my classes um getting my master's in law they said do not lawyer up even if you're innocent especially if you're innocent lawyer up do not talk yeah look I think he's doing the right thing per se I think for himself he's doing the right thing for himself he's doing the right thing but for her he's not right I think if he really didn't do anything like he's doing the safest thing to protect himself legally yeah morally he's not doing the right thing and socially he's not doing the right thing yeah sometimes the right thing um can feel like you're helping someone I don't know y'all this is an ad I I was trying to transition it's the time of year again so we are collecting money for pads and tampons for women in shelters in North Carolina one of the least donated items in shelters are pads and tampons let me say that again. One of the least donated items in shelters are pads and tampons. So we are stepping in the gap for these women. Sorry about that car. Sounds like someone's racing. Um, no, they shouldn't be. I, there's no place to race out here. Anyway, we are stepping in the gap to help these women. Last year, the goal was $200. $200. 
not only did we exceed that goal, we bought 792 pads and 296 tampons. And when I say we, I mean us other girls. I mean, it wasn't just me putting in, you know, all the money, right? $150. Cause only people donated 50. It wasn't that at all, which honestly I thought I was going to have to do, but we didn't, I didn't have to do that because we all came together. We all donated. We all did our part. Um, so yeah, so head over to our website and there's going to be the link where you can click it. And it says feminine product collection or something like that and you click it and you donate and let's see if we can surpass our goal this year is 250 dollars. so let's see if we can surpass 250 dollars. head over to the link and the link will also be in the show notes description wherever you're listening to this awesome well our next story is cbs retooling the activist competition series after immense criticism postpones release CBS has made the decision to reformat its upcoming series, The Activist, after it received immense criticism for promoting performative activism and being tone deaf. When it was announced roughly a week ago at CBS's Television Critics Association Summer Press Tour, the format of The Activist would see celebrity judges usher Julianne Hough and Priyanka Chobra Jonas presiding over a competition in which six activists representing three causes, health, education, and environment would try to raise as much awareness as possible for their cause. The first four episodes would show them doing that through various methods, including a social media campaign. The fifth and final episode would see three of the activists chosen to go to the G20 summit in Rome, according to Verity. First off, I don't see how this got approved to begin with. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But Dumb. I will say, I'm wondering if people are, like, overreacting. Because, like, to be honest, like, Priyanka Chopra Jonas would never do anything, like, like that would be negative, you know? Like, she what do you would, mean? Well, she's the type, like, she's very, like, activism-focused. And she? I feel like, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And so, like, I feel like she would never do anything she thought would be inappropriate, in my opinion. Um... But I know, like, the thing that, like, I don't think this is, like, this is not a smart idea in general, but maybe instead of just, like, pitting them against each other, they, like, use it as, and I think this is what I heard, that they're transitioning to a documentary, which I think is actually the better to be, like, okay, like, this is how you do, like, an activist campaign and kind of, like, teaching people, like, how to be activists and how to, like, appropriately post stuff and I mean, we've seen a lot of like activist campaigns that are like awful and don't know how to report facts. True, very true. But unfortunately, I, I think they're going to be left leaning activists. Yeah, I mean, issue. that's that's going to be a big thing because I mean, somewhere I don't remember if I read it here. Oh, yeah, health, education, and the environment. I Which doubt it's going to be definitely be- pro like abortion, right? And I doubt there's going to be anybody that's going to talk about conservative solutions to the environment um no of course not another thing I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about this and they were like the problem well I I think you're the only I don't know who else knows that Priyanka was an activist because they were like well when I this is what they said sarcastically like yeah when I think of activism I think of Usher Usher's definitely the guy who was an activist he said that sarcastically yeah. and I'm like that's a very good point like I don't understand why like Usher- well, the only name I heard was like Julianne Huff and like the morning toast was like blasting it they're like she's not that like she's not like a nationally recognized activist like yeah. I think it would make sense for them to be like nationally recognized activists like as Angela the judges Jolie- not celebrities 
I feel like Angelina Jolie would have oh, been yes. a good if you're looking for an um, actress. Amal Clooney. Yes, yes, her. Yes. Um, I feel like they would have been better than Usher, Julianne. I just think that's so yeah. <laughs> that's so stupid to me. I also um I feel like activism, like that word now is such a trigger for me. I feel like it's so <laughs> cringe like in my instagram bio i have pro-life activist and i kind of want to change that to something else not because i'm no longer pro-life pro-life. warrior oh that's even worse but like <laughs> i just i feel like activist sounds so like yeah i post on social media you might even catch me at a protest here's my sign yeah which i, I do it's not like someone's like dedicating their life for like a certain cause they're like oh this is the cool thing to do now right and which i do like i do do that as well but i also door knock i also um try but you're to- not treating it as like oh i'm only doing this because everyone else is doing it. right right but i just feel like having the term activist in there now sounds like cringe melanie did you want to say something about the activist thing real quick well i'm confused is this a show (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's like a reality like Like the apprentice so like who can be the best yes there's yeah there's gonna be elimination okay so like is this average people who show their ideas of yep okay i guess it'd be like shark tank but for activism but then well, you're okay. competing against the other activists, not just yourself. Well, no, someone said, like, The Apprentice. Yeah. Okay. That it. makes sense. Well, for me, I, for me, like, the word activist is more than just social media activist. It's oh, like, I agree. Yeah. So it's like, have it in your bio if that's really what you're doing. I don't know. Like, if all you're doing is posting words <laughs> like like uh, I just socialism feel like socialism need- is bad <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to have action with your words and then you're like a BLM exactly 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 yeah that's why I want to take it out because that's when I think of activism now that's what I think of and I hate that because that's not activism yeah or like the people who were like during like all the BLM stuff like last summer was like posting like and I will say it's like all the people who are posting BLM like content and like resources and putting quotations on the resources were all white people and I never saw any BLM resources (laughs) from someone who was black I'm like okay interesting like I felt like it was them saying like I'm a white person but I support black people so I have to share this it was very, and when I think of activism, I think of performativism. Perform, for blah, 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 blah. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. So that's why I'm like, oh, do I take it out of my bio now? Because like, it's cringe. What does that Don't mean? The performative, performative activism. So it's just like the black square, the sharing, um, the like you're not actually like going out yeah. like it's just like those who like what's door knocking yeah or like what's door knocking oh i can't make phone calls <laughs> oh i can't go and help the poor i don't know what i'm trying to say but like it's people who just do the post a black square then just post on instagram like that's performative and they're not or even like they're doing that so for example like as a performative pro-life person would post all the social media stuff maybe go to a protest with a sign 
but when it comes time to like maybe talk to their friend they're very quiet they don't say anything or like they aren't doing it they're not active they're not doing anything else like another step could be you know at least going to pray it could be like um they're not doing like they're not getting like an activism to me someone that goes above and beyond like they're the speaker they're the one organizing everything yeah, it's not just yeah. like doing yeah. one single protest and then posting a black square and resources on their social media right yeah. like i think we would be like by definition i think we would be considered activists i just unfortunately i feel like they hijacked the term and now an mm-hmm. activist is just someone who posts a black square in the infographs <laughs> and may go and wear a sparkly outfit to a protest. Um, But speaking of protests, you guys, I want to mention this. Um, The Women's March, if you guys remember, it started, I think, when Donald Trump was elected president. Yeah, it was like right before Mm -hmm. his election. I think it was right after the inauguration because it was in January. Before or after? Oh, it was the day before. That's right. Yes. It was the day before. Okay, it was the day before. So the women's marches started. Um, October 2nd, there are going to be women's marches all over the country in a lot of major cities. I And it's this year's theme is for women reproductive rights. I think as OGs, other girls, this could be our chance to stand up and do something. This could be you being a real activist. You plan a counter-protest wherever you are. Um, plan a counter protest. I think you should reach out to your students for life, RC. If you go to their website and find it, I don't know what you find. You probably just type in RC in your state somewhere. Yeah, you, you can email yeah, yeah. your state at studentsforlife.org. So North Nebraska Carolina, yeah. at studentsforlife.org. Yes. And someone like tell them that you're interested in that and they can help you. Um, we in Charlotte are planning one. Um, this is I'm, I've kind of taken the reins on it and it's actually very interesting because I've never done anything like I've always shown up and shown up with my best but this time I'm actually kind of planning it and um the one in Charlotte if you are interested in that you can email prolifefuturecLT at gmail.com I'm trying to get like at least try to get a solid group there because here's the thing about this so on the one in Charlotte on the Facebook page it's like 200 people have confirmed that they're going to go so realistically, that's about 100 people. But ideally, I would like to have at least 50 people. I would love to have two, if 100 people that I'd love for us to have 200. But that's unreal, especially in Charlotte. Are but you like to have with like love life on this? Um, Brooke is going to text them. So okay. I'm in, so, you know, I, I think if you get all those love life people, that's at least 100. Well, here's the other thing too. Everybody, this is a moment to be brave. Because I think honestly, people are going to be nervous because- mm especially because Charlotte, I don't think any, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think that it's going to be pretty peaceful, but I do think people are going to be nervous because um, Charlotte, our pro-abortion people are very aggressively pro-abortion, aggressively pro-abortion. So I do think people might be a little nervous. I am going to, like, I have different, I've been reaching out to all my pro-life contacts in Charlotte and the surrounding areas. Um, so hopefully we can get 50 people. That is the goal. But if you're listening and you are in a, another state, if you're in the Charlotte surrounding area, please, please come. But if you're in another state, I think this is a time for you to do something. The reason, so our theme is 
pro-life is pro-woman because their idea is that it's a woman's right to have an abortion, but pro-life is pro-woman. So the reason why I think that we should have a presence at these events is because I think we should show whatever city or state you're in that everyone in that state is not pro-abortion. I think you should show them that like, you're not going to stand mm-hmm. the, this legislation even. And that's why, like, even if it's just me and Brooke, I hope to God it's not just us, but even if it's just <laughs> me and Brooke, I want the people to know that like, not everybody is pro-abortion in this area. We're going to stand up. We're going to say something. So just a little tiny things like I said it can be completely peaceful you do not have to even you don't even have to talk to the people you can just have your sign and stand there and just you know stone cold face if that's what you want to do um I know that um some people like to have like a bullhorn and like to do chances like that that's a possibility however you want to do it and I just want to just say also too like it's literally it's no pressure you're just going there just to show like because the city people the leaders of your city are going to be there. If they're not going to be there, they're going to look and do some research. News are going to be there. If we can just show that like not everybody's thinking this way, I think it'll just make a huge difference in your city. So I highly recommend everybody look to see if your city's having one. If not, look to see the surrounding area. If not, come to North Carolina, come to Charlotte's because we need people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I want to chime in on this um, and say that it is important to be the face of the pro-life movement at a pro-abortion rally or gathering, because if you're not there, then the pro-life message, the pro-life voice is not being seen nor heard. And only one narrative is being is being listened to so that's why it's important to show up and counter so don't think of it as like a now's the time to have dialogue um maybe right that's another thing really it's really more the time to make a statement if you want to have dialogue table on your campus um table i don't know at a community park like um but a protest isn't really the time to have that dialogue it's the time to be a voice for the pre-born and to make a statement so um I heard an analogy today that I really liked um that in the pro-life movement we're all kind of different instruments a part of the same band so you can think of that yeah I love it too so you can think of like a marching band so you can think of like love life I know they're more focused on prayer and um singing and so maybe a protest isn't really the 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 crowd of love life like maybe that's not really their thing not saying they can't show up i'm sure they can um but to say that that's their instrument is the prayer is the is the worship whereas maybe some person their instrument is that bullhorn is that counter protest and maybe for some people their instrument is the sidewalk advocacy and that's what I'm really good at you know so just think of it of like um don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and to use your instrument to the best of your abilities to help the band to help you know help win the battle yep yes I and just last thing piggyback off that real quick um yeah this is 
like you said, this isn't the time to have the debate. So I do think you just being there is going to be enough. You mm-hmm. don't have to think that you have to have all of the the right um, rhetoric. If someone comes up to you and tries to talk to you, don't feel the pressure. Just walk away. Like you do not talk about them. Talk to them. The fact that they're even talking to me already shows that you've made some sort of difference. So, and if anything too, I I would want to encourage encourage before you want to have dialogue get trained first have an apologetics training uh, either with students for life or justice for all equal rights institute that's their thing is to build you up to be confident in having dialogue about abortion so i just want to put that out there um if you're not confident if you're not comfortable get trained first that way you do know what you're talking about and you do know how to refute pro-abortion arguments so just a pro tip yep great advice ladies so our final story is this is something i thought was really interesting i added it in um i saw this on my new york times top 10 stories of the day um and i thought we discussed it briefly google and apple are under pressure from russia remove voting app so apple and google removed an app meant to coordinate protests voting in this weekend's russian elections from the country on friday a blow to the opponents of President Putin and a display of Silicon Valley's limits when it comes to resisting crackdowns on dissent around the world. The decision came after Russian authorities who claim the app is illegal threatened to prosecute local employees of Apple and Google. A sharp escalation in the Kremlin's campaign to reign in the country's largely uncensored internet. A person familiar with Google's decision said the authorities had named specific individuals who faced prosecution, prompting it to remove the app. The app was created and promoted by allies of the opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, who was helping use it to consolidate the protest vote in each of Russia's 225 electoral districts. It disappeared from the two technology platforms just as voting got underway, the three-day parliamentarian election in which Mr. Putin's United Russian Party and a carefully stage-managed system holds a commanding advantage. So... Why I chose this story is I thought it was really interesting that in our 2016 elections, um, the left was claiming that Russia and Putin were involved, and that is how President Trump got elected, is because of the election fraud created by Russia, which it came out later that was a complete lie. Like that wasn't true in any way. But what I find interesting is like the people who were screaming election fraud from Russia were people like Google and Apple. And so I just thought, and this is something we can discuss briefly, like I just thought it was really interesting that like the people who you would think would want Russia or want Putin out of power in Russia are the ones that are giving into his demands and then claim that Trump gave into his demands, but that was like never true at all. I have a quick question. It says that Russia's country's largely uncensored internet. Yeah, that's so, what they're claiming. Okay, because in my head, I figured Russia had a censored internet. Was probably highly censored. That's what I, I thought. I, I could be wrong. Uncensored? I don't know enough about them. Yeah, they're claiming uncensored. I mean, I don't know enough, but I would agree if you would imagine it would be censored based off the corruption that is told to us by the media. Yeah, that is that was my uneducated understanding of it. So that really stuck out to me. 
Um, and then just the idea that they would be on Russia's side. So this well, not is- on Russia's side; they're on Putin's side. Sorry, that, Putin- that was the shocking statement to me. It's like Putin's you- side. Yeah, they were claiming like Putin did this, Putin stole the election for Trump, all this stuff. And it's like, if you truly believe that, why are you siding with Putin on this? So this kind of brings to something that's kind of on topic, but also off topic. If you go to the hashtag natural um, immunity, I think I sent that to both of you guys. Um, If you go on Instagram, hashtag natural immunity, you it's like censored you can't see what's on there and my first thought was like how stupid not even in the sense of like that's stuff people need to see but like optics wise now it really makes it seem like you guys are like doing something wrong yeah so then I'm like I wonder if that's the plan to make us not trust social media like I wonder if it's like a a, yeah maybe a switch up like I wonder if all along they like, did, they know Trump didn't do anything with Russia. All along, they know that them doing this is going to get us frustrated and make us not mm-hmm. trust social media. Like, it just, yeah. to me, that just seems like, a, it just seems, take away the fact that, like, some of the natural immunity stuff, not only that, some of the things in the hashtag could have to, nothing to do with COVID. Yeah. Some of the things in the hashtag, I'm, the natural immunity hashtag has been there before COVID even existed existed to us before it even affected us yeah. so take away that aspect of it but just the the i the um not the psyop that's not the right word just the psychological what it's doing to people who already don't trust social media like everybody that i saw said that was like wow now i whatever's on that hashtag i must really see which I now I agree like that makes yeah. me want to be like okay what was on that hashtag that they made them so like it just feels like such a bad like it just feels like a bad move yeah and like to me it's just like it it's just evidence that these social media platforms are siding with one political party like yeah. they're siding with Putin under blasting Trump for four years saying Putin stole the election for Trump I mean, it shows, like, we as Republicans, we get shadow banned on social media for promoting, like, facts. Trump yeah. gets, like, deleted and not allowed to use, like, Twitter. And is he still banned from, like, so like Facebook and Instagram? I think so. And Pinterest. Think, like, and DoorDash. Yeah. And it's, like, okay, like, who? Who? Is, like, it was, like, someone's, like, I got, I don't remember who it was, maybe one of my Facebook friends, like, they literally go, I just got put in Facebook jail for sharing this post. That was like an article. That was a true article from a liberal magazine. It's just like, it just shows like the biases with the social media. And it's so frustrating because it's like, like I, part of me gets why. Like, yeah, like, like false information should not be spread. But what did, who and what who determines the yeah. false information? And I think we should allow people to decide what's false or not. If, for example, the Tide Pods thing, I don't think they should block. I'll just yeah. use that because it's the basic one. I hate the idea of, of the youth, even though I read somewhere it wasn't even the youth. It was kind of like, anyway, I hate the College idea. College students, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say the youth. I hate the idea of the youth 
drinking Tide or eating Tide Pods. I hate that idea. But if that's the information they find, their parents, because they're the youth, the parents should be involved, but the ones that are the adults as well, they should be adult enough to understand and decide whether to make that decision to eat the Tide Pods or not. I really think that we should be able to decide whether this information, flat earth stuff, um, I think we should be, I think it should be easy to access flat earth information. And I think that it is, and we can decide if we look at this information, we can decide whether we believe the earth is flat or not. I don't think it should be as hard. And how do I know it's hard? Oh, even the, um, okay. How do I know it's hard? Because I have looked into it. I saw a documentary about it. I have some really Christian friends that use Bible verses or whatever. I don't necessarily believe the earth is flat, but I have been like, you know what? I don't know much about this topic. I want to look into it. It is incredibly difficult to find information about the flat earth, like yep. information that's not um, automatically like it's not flat. It's very difficult. So I think we should be allowed to determine for ourselves. Yep. And, and the final thing I'll have to say it, why is the media um essentially banning putin's um uh opponent opponents donald trump but allows the taliban leaders to stay on social media and use social media to get the taliban messaging out i'll leave it at that and let you guys ponder that um you ready for our woman in the w's um is is immunity spelled with two m's yes (laughs) yes Okay, I'm looking at the hashtag right now. Natural immunity? Wait, this is natural immunity with a middle finger emoji hashtag. No. Let me send you the post really quick and then um, the post that I saw it in and then you click that one and then it's going to ask you um, and we can just do it live here. You guys, you click it and then it goes looking for vaccine info. When it comes to health, everyone wants reliable, up-to-date information. Go to website, see post anyway, or cancel. Click see post anyway. Hashtag is hidden. Do you see the hashtag I sent? In the is moment? this that ballerina who lives in the? No, and it, yes, that's not the point. <laughs> Look at okay, the point. I see, it, I see, it, I see it. It's not. Uh, yeah, go to website, see yeah. post anyway. <laughs> is this the ballerina? Tell me more about her. This hashtag is hidden. <sighs> Yeah. Now, what if I was looking for a natural immunity because my son is sick and we've tried all the medicine and we want to do it naturally? Well, think of all like the content creators that make their living off natural immunity. Yes. Well, that's like- and this is why as a content creator, you need to have your own platform because you never know when in, like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook goes away. You never know when you might get banned. Mm-hmm. Like you always have rights to your own website. And right now you're in podcast. That's a, that's like when the election happened. Um, I was growing like I was my well, part of that is because I have a friend that has a lot of followers and whenever she would tag me. Uh, I would get followed, but I was kind of growing and around the election. What was it, Melanie, that we tried to hashtag stuff? And then it was like during the election, you could not see it was like for a week and then like a week after. Do you remember what it was? No, oh, I, I think I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, like and it was a couple days before I was on the cup, like I was one of the um front people when you would click the hashtag and then I clicked it again and it was like oh we're hiding these for a while and then it took forever for them to put it back um but anyway so 
let's move on to our final thing, our women and their W spotlight. This women and their W spotlight is brought to you by the culture of life, 1972. Head over to www.col1972.com and use the code those are the girls 1972 to get 10% off your purchase a hundred percent of your purchase is going to go to pro-life causes um so our women and their w spotlight goes to the brave women who testified um against larry nasser to the senate um well they testified against the fbi for botching the larry nasser larry nasser abuse case um, so Biles and her teammates um, ripped the FBI for botching Nasser abuse case, sitting at a witness table alongside three of her former gymnastic teams, teammates. Simone Biles broke down in tears while explaining to a Senate committee that she didn't want, that she doesn't want any more young people to experience the kind of suffering she endured at the hands of Lawrence G. Nasser, the former national team director. To be clear, I blame Larry Nasser, and I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. Biles 24 said Wednesday, as her mother, Nellie Biles, sat nearby dabbing her eyes with the tissue. Miss Biles and hundreds of other girls and women, including the majority of the members of the 2012 and 2016 U.S. Olympic gymnastics teams, were molested by Mr. Nasser who is now serving what amounts to life in prison for multiple sex crimes. His serial molestation is at the center of one of the biggest child sex abuse cases in American history. I saw um, a clip of her testimony and I just, it was, first of all, well, she's so brave. I, I saw that she, um, he molested her and then she went on and won team gold at the Olympics. Like that, like- wow like molested and then went to team olympics this story is like really close to my heart because i've kind of dealt similar situation thank god it was not sexual abuse but it's sad that i have to like say that first because i was like emotionally physically abused by um my coach in college um and i like tried like I tried filing a complaint and like they covered it up completely and the sad thing is I thought I was alone and then it comes out that other girls like he had done this with and it was and they tried filing and couldn't and like they hit it again and so like I'm thinking I'm alone and then it comes out these multiple girls filed complaints against him and he is still coaching there today and yeah and what's sad is that like I filed a complaint from the athletic department I filed a title nine complaint I filed it from the athletic conference I filed it with the new UNC systems and there was no one there that could protect me and so this is why stuff like this happens because of these systems. And the thing too, it's like, I couldn't do anything. And this is what same with these girls. It's like, if I come out complaining while it happens, then he can like, let me go from the team. Like I spent my entire life. Like I've been playing off since I was two, literally spent my entire life to get to this place 
to be able to play college golf. And then I have this man do this against me. And then trying to get help, trying to do it. And it's not like I'm doing this to get revenge. I filed a complaint to make sure he never does this to another girl. Like the other girls before me did. And they just hit it up, hit it because it would make the university look bad. So instead of protecting the student athletes, like the U.S. Olympic um, gymnastics team. And the FBI. And the FBI. Instead of just looking bad briefly and protecting these girls, protecting me, protecting my teammates, they just covered it up. And that is why this stuff happens. Like, as a student athlete, I had to follow the student code of conduct, the student athlete code of conduct, and my team's code of conduct. There is no coach's code of conduct. There's no rules for a coach to get in trouble for this because they decide not to make the rules, so there's no way they could get in trouble. And that is the what's wrong with this situation. That is why stuff like this gets covered up. And that's why we as a society, we as those other girls need to change this. And that's why I'm so strong against student athletes having the rights to get paid by their name, image, and likeness. Because these universities are making millions upon millions of dollars off essentially athletes, like essentially slave labor that they're doing with these athletes. That is why I'm for this. And I am one of 50% of every student athlete when they leave college, leaves with a chronic injury. I'm one of them. At one, one out of every two student athletes will leave college with a chronic injury. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Like I am, because mine's a back injury. And so what happened was I tore a ligament in my back and my coach told me, you're faking an injury. You're going to keep playing even though I was in excruciating pain, he told me, he goes, you're too weak. You need to keep playing. It's not a real injury. And he's the one that determines my health care. He's the one that determines and will push the trainer to clear me. And that's what happens with all these student athletes. If the coach can push them far enough, they'll clear a student athlete. And so that is why I'm so passionate about this clearly and a passionate like and like these girls are so brave for so like like sticking up for themselves and that's why we need to be changing the system you need to make sure like we need to be like a student athlete needs a bill of rights they need a coach's code of conduct like these coaches need to be held accountable why is Nick Saban making millions of dollars a season when he doesn't even throw the football or catch it that's a good point and he's not like he's getting injured like he's not getting concussions he's not tearing his ACL so they don't have a cap on how much no. coaches can pay. Yeah. Coaches can make as much as they want. Oh, they determine their salary. Well, no, not they, but like the university. Oh, the university. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like it, it's a limited amount. It's not like baseball where like salaries are capped. Okay. Melanie, do you want to go or do you want me to go next? Yeah, I just thank you for sharing that, Victoria. Like, um, I just really appreciate your vulnerability and sharing that experience because that's obviously a lot yeah and I'm glad that you're you know past that season of your life and I have 
I want to speak on this from the perspective of being a survivor of sexual abuse. And I just think, like how you said, Mallory, these girls are brave. Like it takes a lot to make a report. Mm-hmm. A lot of bravery. And then it takes a lot of bravery to go through all the steps of the system, following the system, mm-hmm. the way how our government has set up the system. Yeah. And that takes a lot. Yeah. And then to have to, you know, testify on behalf of yourself, that takes a heck of a lot of bravery. So I applaud these women. And I just, and I hope that from that pain, from this darkness, from the ugliness that that person has caused these women, we can be thankful for the conversations that we're now having, that we are recognizing things need to change. Coaches can't get away with things like that, or people in power in the sports business, Olympics business, can't get away with stuff like that. And I really hope too, in addition, that more survivors will be brave to speak up like these young ladies, because, and I think Victoria, you touched on this too. If, if you don't say anything, that perpetrator gets to keep on living life freely and keep doing the horrible thing. And so even though it does take a lot of bravery and it is hard, um, like with my own story, I thought of, if not like for myself, for other girls that I know my perpetrator has harmed. And so that he'll never hurt another girl ever again. Same and so, yep. yeah, so I'm just, I'm really thankful for these young ladies for their examples. And this just also shows you too, that evil's everywhere, yep. like in your, in your family where, you know, abuse can happen. I don't know with, people who claim to have your best interest in mind Mm -hmm. um, and in the Olympics. And so uh, I just think like, you know, this shows that the devil can creep in anywhere. And again, I just really want to encourage anyone listening that it is hard and it does take a lot of courage. And a lot of time for me, it's been almost six years. Oh my goodness. Mm hmm. And so that like that case is like, it's still like an ongoing thing with that um, coach. Uh, yeah. It's still Dang. ongoing. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting to being on like this side, like the receiving side of the law and seeing how it's like played out for me. It took almost two years for, since the initial report um, until the man, uh, was sentenced to prison who abused me took about two years so it's not like in the movies that you would think it's like a next day event and yeah when did these girls first make a report it was around I would say like 17 because it was like right after like I started yeah yeah oh my My goodness but and I will say from like an athlete perspective like this man had control over whether they were going to compete and whether they will be able to be in the Olympics. And so like kind of going off, like, I mean, I've been playing since I was two. These little girls have been doing gymnastics probably since that, that was long. Like all I knew was my sport. All they knew was their sport. And so it's like, okay, like, like I've worked my butt off for this. 
And I don't want to let this man determine, like, that's my decision. That was what I was going to say, like, my two cents, which, uh, thank you, girls, really, for sharing your experience. I don't have an experience like that, but I was going to say is just thinking about, like, your whole life you've been working for the certain goal, and unfortunately, this man has so much power that he says or does one thing and your whole life the one thing that you've wanted to do your whole life is gone from you like oh, that's with, how it was with me it was yeah, like, I was gonna say with your like my whole dream was to play college golf it's all I wanted I had no intentions to go pro I just want to play college golf and in an instant like that it was all taken away from me yeah and that's so and I I don't know how to fix that culture because that I mean that's a sports culture because I remember in high well, school it's encouraging if your state is looking at student athlete bills so like North Carolina was looking at it but honestly the school system like the college school system got involved and lobbied for it like as a student athlete there's no lobbies for, lobbies for student athletes but you better believe the public school university public school system puts in a lot of money to make sure their issues so the bill kind of just sat there and hasn't happened um but I will say like the NIL student athletes being able to make money based on their name image or likeness has been a huge milestone it's definitely the step in the right direction but if your state is looking at doing like a coach's code of conduct bill a bill of rights for student athletes because like when I started looking through like okay like what are my steps if I have a complaint against my coach there, no one could drag me to the right place. And then they'll be like, and they won't tell you until it's too late. Cause you have like a certain amount of dates to file a com- like claim. And like, you'll ask like, and try to get hold of like the athletic department. And they won't tell you until it's too late. And they're like, well, you can't do anything now. Yeah. Like I can't tell you like, cause like I've dealt a lot with helping like other student athletes get through this. Me and my family has, and I can't tell you how many times this has happened. They have too much power, it sounds mm-hmm. like. It they does. Have too much power to tell you. And there's no one yeah. to hold them accountable. Like, that's what I'm fighting for. Like, I don't care how much money they make. I just want them to be held accountable. I want to make sure they cannot take advantage of one more single student athlete. Yeah. I want to make sure student athletes are treated fairly, getting the health care they need, getting, like, because what people don't realize, so, like, you think, like, okay, with all my injuries, like, with PT, the school would be paying for it but no like my parents insurance were the first to get filed and then whatever my parents insurance didn't cover um that's when the school would pay which essentially it's like the copay yeah which is like nothing yeah so my parents were having this huge insurance bill but the school doesn't have to pay for anything I think once again you both are really, really brave for speaking up. Same with Simone and all the other girls, because I'm just thinking also too, like, I mean, think of it from like a workplace harassment. Like you might might not be like a student athlete or a victim of sexual assault, but think of workplace harassment. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, I you have to be brave to say something because to be honest, I hope that I would be brave, but I just think about like, like if I was an athlete I was working really hard if I was in a job and I was you know making a certain amount of money and I knew that if I spoke up I could lose money prestige or whatever that would be so difficult like that anyone that ever speaks out I think is just incredibly brave I I 
I'm lost at a loss for words really about like um how all I can think of is just like that's just so brave to me because I, I it would be very difficult it would be don't be afraid difficult. to speak up and if you've had a situation like what I went through what Melanie went through or like a workplace harassment you're scared to speak up let us know well like honestly I'll drop everything to get on the call if you can talk it through your decisions and your choices just like don't be afraid if you're trying to decide whether you should speak up or not come to us we'll listen to you we'll we'll be there for you absolutely absolutely yeah especially as as someone who's like walked through the system of like reporting my abuse and like dealing with a victim advocate and having court dates, et cetera. Like I would love to help someone knowing like their first, their first best step. And two, I just want to like reemphasize that if you don't, if you don't speak up, nothing's ever going to change. Yep. You know, imagine if the, these Olympic girls never spoke up, we wouldn't be having these conversations, right. you know, there wouldn't be change happening. So I just want to encourage everyone that you can be the change. It's going to be hard. You're going to ruffle some feathers. You're going to, you know, shake the water. But that's what comes with saying, hello, this is not okay. And I'm going to say something about it. And last thing to wrap it up, and God calls us to speak up in these situations. So if it is a risk of possibly going to the Olympics or getting your job or losing your family or, um, not going to do your whatever it is god will make up for it like god calls us you being brave stepping out god is going to honor that yeah and i Um, will say before like the first thing like i did was pray and truly felt it was on my heart from god to speak up yeah beautiful all right ladies thanks everyone so much for listening this has been like a little bit of a darker episode we had like a some sadness in this episode but (laughs) It was a good like um awareness episode. Yeah, yeah, good good way to spin it. Um, thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you share it. Please also rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends. Do not forget to donate to our feminine products. Um, donation thing. Also, too, if you're enjoying this podcast and you're like, you know what, girls. I think you should have a better mic. You know what, girls? I think you should have a nicer background. You know what, girls? I think you should be doing this full time. Please donate. There's going to be a link to donate for that or write us a check. Uh, You can email us and we'll give you the place to put the check. If it's like a couple thousand dollars, that'd be nice too. Um, All right. Anything else I should cover you guys? That's all. Oh, actually, sorry. One more time. I want to say Gabby Petito is five feet, five inches tall, about 110 pounds, with blonde hair and blue eyes. She has several tattoos, including one on her forearm that reads, let it be. So we'll post her picture too. Yes. Okay, everybody. Bye. Bye guys. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.